guess what? You're good looking. You're successful. Yeah. And you're smart. And that's why you're listening to MTMV Sports. Keep it locked. Everybody, I'm Ed Robinson, and welcome to another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. On the program, I have Ira Antelis. He's an internationally acclaimed musician and composer. On the program, we'll ask him about the legendary Be Like Mike jingle for Gatorade and other things that he's working on. That's all coming up after the break. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Robinson Show. One day if I could be that way, a dream I Steps you can take to prevent spread of respiratory viruses include avoid close contact with people who are sick. Wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 20 seconds. If soap and water are not readily available, use an alcohol-based hand sanitizer. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects and surfaces using a regular household cleaning spray or wipe. Cover your own cough or sneeze with your elbow or a tissue. People who are sick should stay home. You don't go to an emergency room. You don't go to a clinic. You get on the phone and you ask for advice and instructions from your physician. Then you use those instructions to determine what you're going to do. But the first reflex should not be, I feel sick, I'm going to go to an emergency room. I feel sick, I'm going to just go to a doctor's office. We need to physically separate. Ultimately, you may need, obviously, to see a physician or to go to a hospital. The first reflex should be to make a call to your physician. All right, everybody, welcome back to the program. And you hear the jingle, the Be Like Mike jingle from the legendary jingle, uh, courtesy of Gatorade. And we want to welcome the gentleman that was, uh, well, one of the, the people responsible for that jingle. We want to welcome to the Robinson Show, internationally acclaimed musician and composer Ira Antelis. Ira, welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Hope you're well. How's everything? Everything's pretty good on my end. Thank you for asking. So uh, let's get right to it. So um, Be Like Mike, uh, the the classic, the iconic uh, Gatorade jingle, of course, uh, written about um, uh, Michael Jordan. How did that all come to be? Well, um, what happened was Gatorade was uh, had just signed Michael to a long-term, commercial, uh, long-term uh, deal, and I think this was the first commercial, if I'm not mistaken, that – was going to represent with him uh, for Gatorade. And originally what they had done was they shot the footage of the commercial and for the music, they had decided they were going to license the song from the jungle book, the Disney movie. I want to be like you Uh, at the very last moment negotiations fell through. And I had a music company at that time. And what we do is mostly music for commercials. And they called us, um, and they called us on a Thursday, and they said, we need it by Friday. 
it was a competition, and um, and we won the competition. I think it went on air Monday or Tuesday. Oh, wow, that's awesome right there. So, again, you mentioned about uh, – Again, just uh, the song kind of being a, a rendition of "I Want to Be Like You" from the uh, from the Jungle Book. Before uh, the what? Hold on, hold on. Sorry, sorry it was definitely sure. not a rendition. Well, in other words, they wanted to use that song. I want to be like you. I'm sorry. And you used the song. Yeah. When that fell okay, through, no. they they wanted an original song that sounded nothing like that. So I just wanted to clarify that. Okay, gotcha. No, no problem on that. So uh, let's move ahead now to just the creative process of the song. Did you uh, were you one of the co-writers of the song, or did you you and a, and a partner uh, write the music? How did the creative yeah. process come about? So you know, for your audience, just in general, to know that for music and advertising for commercials, typically the advertising agency will write the lyrics or have the saying, and then they go to a music company to write the actual melody and, and produce the song. So um, the actual lyrics were written by Bernie Pitzel, who was in charge of the Gatorade account for an agency called Bayer Best Vanderwalker. And he came to our office with the lyrics and I wrote the song and then my partner, Steve Schaefer produced it. And that's how we sort of worked. So I wrote the tune, Bernie wrote the lyrics, Steve did the production and uh, and the three things combined is what you hear. How long did it take you to, to write the to put the music together? Do you remember? I do. It took about honestly um, writing the actual melody took probably ten or fifteen minutes. Producing it with all the different vocalists and, and stuff like that that took hours. Uh, but I knew exactly what it should be when I wrote it. And um, so the actual to sit at a piano and write the melody was not that hard the production of it and bringing the singers in and, and figuring out who was going to sing what and then all of the improvised, you know, I want to be, I want to be, things like that. Or, um, the bass line, boom, 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 things like that. That took a while. Okay, fair enough. So now let's stay with uh, Be Like Mike for a moment. So when the song was completed, was there a, a test run or a trial run? Or, or, sh- or should I uh, – let me ask this question. When the jingle was completed, did you have an opportunity to present it to uh, Bernie and the uh, advertising execs at Gatorade? Did they like it at first? Did they make you change anything or revise anything to the, to the jingle? No, actually, so what happened – typically in those days, um, this was before – uh, digital anything. Uh, this was 1991, I believe. So you would either send a cassette, maybe you would send a CD. So you would literally send a cassette to their office, or they would come to your recording studio and listen. Um, in this case, Bernie came to the recording studio. I think he had been at the other two music companies already, and he was not very happy with what they had done. And then he heard what we we did, and and he just went crazy and said, "That's it." Uh, you know, um, he brought it to I believe the heads of Gatorade, who also loved it. And then um, there were some minor lyric fixes that we did on the weekend, and then it went on the air Monday night, I believe. Oh, wow. That, that's amazing how the creative process works and how that all came about. Let's stay with the jingle now. So, of course, you and your your partners and the people that were involved in it loved the creative process. The people at Gatorade were excited about it. But uh, one other person that like uh, you had to win it over on, and uh, that's uh, – uh, Mr. Air, Mr. Airtime himself, uh, Michael Jordan. Um, did you have an opportunity to meet him? And, and if so, uh, what was his reaction to the first time he heard the, the jingle? 
Yeah, to be honest, I never met Michael. I've been actually in the same room. I was actually in the same room. They did a huge presentation to unveil the commercial after it had already been on the air. And there were probably a couple hundred people there, and Michael was there. Um, my, my assistant, who I worked very closely with, she had met him. And from what she told me, he really likes the jingle. But I personally never met him. Now, Bernie, who you know cre- uh, came up with the lyrics and shot all of the video, he's met Michael many times. And I believe you know, uh, Michael really liked it. Okay, awesome to you. So now let's let's go back to uh, the early 90s, uh, 1992, when the jingle premiered. Where were you when you first saw it on a television on being being featured on the Gatorade uh, being featured on the Gatorade commercial? Well, you know, I knew I I don't recall the show, but I knew it was going to air. So I was actually having dinner uh, with some family, and I made them kept keep the television on, and then I got to see it on TV. Um, it was it was it was at nighttime. It was like Monday night. I don't remember the show, but I know it was going to air, and uh, it did. And then. It wasn't long before the phone calls just kept coming in all over the country. They wanted, you know, music, it's all very competitive. And everybody wanted to know who wrote that because it was really a game changer in music advertising at that point. Because if you go back and listen to what was going on, there was nothing really quite like it. It was much more, I'll use the word jingly, you know, snap, crack, pop, rice, crispies, that kind of stuff. And here comes this thing that sounds like it's a record produced for a commercial. It really hadn't been done a lot. And uh, our phone just rang off the hook from New York, L.A. Everybody just called us and wanted us to do their music. Wow, that's awesome to hear. It's amazing how one song or just not just one jingle, but really one song can change the trajectory of everything. Of course, it it paid off big dividends for uh, Michael Jordan and his career, and it paid off big dividends for your career. As you mentioned, that the phone wouldn't stop ringing off the hook. So during that period of time, before Be Like Mike, did you have a a steady career in the music business, or was it just uh, something that was hit, uh, hit and miss? You know, my partner, Steve Schaefer, and I, we started our own music company, I think, in 89 or 88, and we had a, a usually successful career in Chicago. And again, in Chicago is a little different than New York or L.A., but there's a lot of advertising music in Chicago, Kellogg's, Allstate, uh, the Disney account was here, McDonald's. So we did a lot of things, but the Be Like My Thing took us to more of an international level. You know, we got called to do, you know, Cathay Pacific Airlines. There was a huge competition, Uh, things like that. It just changed our, it changed a lot of things for us, but we had had a lot of success prior. Okay, fair enough. Now let's, so let's stay with Michael Jordan for a moment. Did you have an opportunity to check out the last dance documentary? Yeah, you know, I've seen most of it. I haven't seen every episode, but I think I saw at least half. Fair enough. Uh, any any memories you uh, you have of the documentary? Anything that that stood out to you? Whether it be maybe the first three Pete or the second three Pete, or or even um, things pertaining to the the Gatorade uh, Be Like Mike commercial. You know the the thing about I think what we we failed to realize with history and and time going going by. And, and if I always wanted to, you know, I played basketball my whole life. So, um, you know, it was something I just always loved to do. And the interesting thing to me upon seeing the the last dance was it became clear to me that there should be no discussion as to who, you know, who the GOAT is. I mean, period. And you watch this 
and and you know see all that he's done and all that he did it, it became clear to me i think to a lot of people that there's no discussion to have he is the greatest of all time and his will his drive his determination his you know his and the stories about him never he, he doesn't want to lose in cards he doesn't want he hate, hated to lose and he would turn it up to a level I don't, I don't know if we've ever seen it like that so I guess that um, when someone brings up uh, Mr. LeBron James, I guess uh, you don't want to hear it, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, look, you know, I, I mean, we could discuss whatever we want, but I think time has faded away the memory of how amazing he was. And, you know, the, when you go to the championships six times and you win all six, uh, six and six and oh, I think that that stands it's by itself. But then you, you just watch him play. I think you forget, and you just—it was—he was incredible. The, the the game against Boston, he was just unbelievable. I think we all a little bit forgot how amazing he was. But this documentary, I think, showed the world again how amazing he is. Yeah, so many great highlights, and you mentioned that game, that playoff game against Larry Bird and the Celtics, which was no pushover, and they all right, put up 63 at the Boston Garden that night. So uh, let's stay with MJ for a moment. So now uh, MJ has, first, has uh, cemented his legacy with Gatorade. As you mentioned, he signed the long-term uh, endorsement deal with Gatorade after Be Like Mike. Did you continue to compose anything for Gatorade, not just for Michael, but any other of the other athletes that they had signed during that period of time? You know, I, I don't remember exactly because what happened was sometimes with advertising, wherever the account is depends on who chooses the music. And right after the Bayer Best Vanderwalker was the advertising agency. At some point, it went to an agency called Foot Cone and Belding. And we did music for, in other words, we, a lot of times there's background music and commercials, or there's actually songs, you know. So we did, I've definitely done other Gatorade commercials, but n- nothing as prominent as, as the Be Like Mine commercial. Okay, so now let's uh, move on now to something that's definitely had an impact on us all, and that's uh, uh, COVID-19, the coronavirus. Um, What have you done during this time to uh, just kind of stay sane during this uh, tough time in our world? You know, um, first of all, it's it's very distressing if you saw the cover of the New York Times yesterday that um, 100,000 people have lost their lives. And I think for some people, it's just a number that, you know, it doesn't impact them the way I think it should. A hundred thousand people. I mean, go to any football stadium and add 30,000 and that's, you know, and fill it with people. That's how many people have passed away. So for me personally, I, uh, I have a bunch of stuff going on in my life. I created, which you might or might know, a drink called 120 Life. And it's the first drink that lowers your blood pressure. We've been on the market for a couple of years. Uh, growing leaps and bounds. Uh, so I'm busy with that. And then uh, I'm still doing a lot of music, some for commercials. And I'm um, about to launch a project to honor the memory of all those lost from COVID-19. Uh, it's called wehaveloved.com. Uh, and so that's going to probably launch next week uh, for, so people can have a place. It's sort of like um, a place for people who've lost people to go to reflect um, and heal. So it's like a sort of a music template that you can go and sit for a half hour and listen to music that's sort of, you know, reflective and, 
and, and a little bit somber, um, and you can leave the name of somebody you've lost. So that's that's really been my other passion project. So between the drink and some music stuff, I'm, and you know, watching my ten year old, I'm I'm sort of staying sane. All right. Well, that's uh, that's wonderful. You know, that's that's wonderful to hear that you're keeping busy. It's just been some tough times right now, but as the as the old saying goes, there's always a light at the end the end of the tunnel. So, uh, glad you're working on some projects. I want to get more into you mentioned earlier about uh, a drink that you created called uh, 120 Life, and it's a a drink that uh you said it uh, helps lower your blood pressure. Um, what ingredients are in this? Or if you could like to share that with our audience. So, so I had a, a health issue. And my blood pressure went through the roof. And my doctor was like, if you don't get your blood pressure down in three weeks, we're going to have to do open-heart surgery. And my first question to him was, well, what's high blood pressure? Now, everybody knows what can happen if you have high blood pressure. But very few people know exactly what it is and what causes it. So they put me on all kinds of medication, and I read everything I could um, because I had literally three weeks to lower my blood pressure. And I did lower it. You know, I read everything I could. And then for the next six months, I sort of became obsessed with what ingredients about reading about different things that naturally lower your blood pressure. So one day I said, wow, if pomegranate juice with studies lowers your blood pressure, if beet juice or beet powder lowers your blood pressure, if hibiscus tea lowers your blood pressure, you know, and I'm adding all the numbers in my head, pomegranate juice lowers your blood pressure 10% beet powder, 8%. I'm thinking if all of these things were added together, conceivably you could lower your blood pressure 40%. So off to Whole Foods I went because nobody had created this drink, and I just bought, bought the six ingredients I had been reading about and figured, okay, there's got to be a way to put them together, which is what I did. So, again, there's hibiscus tea, pomegranate juice, beet powder, Magnesium, which is really important, um, tart cherry juice, not cherry juice, tart cherry and cranberry. And those are the six ingredients. Uh, for now, it's been about over two years. And uh, it's, 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 you know, during the COVID-19 thing, let me just segue that the, one of the number one causes of death is if you have high blood pressure. So the, one, that's one of the reasons right now our drink has been like flying off the shelf, so to speak. So it's all natural, very, very healthy. And um, if you try it and for some reason it doesn't help you, we just give you your money back. Okay, fair enough. So, um, you know, 120 Life, the, the drink sounds awesome. I think I'm going to have to uh, test it out and then give it a shot. So uh, tell our audience out there again, where can they find, uh, where can they pick up 120 Life? Yeah, so um, it's just the number 120life, uh, L-I-F-E.com, 120life.com or on Amazon. And um, Again, if you have high blood pressure, the, you know, this can be a way to begin the process to help lower it. And if for some reason it doesn't help, um, we'll just give you your money back, guaranteed. Okay, fair enough. Now, now again, can we pick it up at any re- uh, retailers, whether no, it be Trader right, uh, right, Joe's? No. No, uh, right now, and it's, uh, I don't want to bore you with the details, but it, to start a new company, again, this, I did music my whole life, and all of a sudden I'm, I'm in the drink business. It's very, very hard to get into retail and cost a fortune. So I said, fine, we'll just do it online. There's 100 million people in this country. At least 50 million of them on Facebook have high blood pressure. Let's see if we could start there, and that's sort of what we did. So right now it's just on Amazon, on eBay, and uh, on our own website, 120life.com. 
Okay, fair enough. So, again, you can pick up the drink at 120life.com and also on Amazon and eBay. Now, you mentioned earlier about your, your music projects because music is uh, your first love. So, again, uh, tell the audience about um, the current um, the project you mentioned earlier about uh, dedicated to COVID-19 and also some other music projects that you're working on. Yeah, the, the um, you know, I, I, as I've mentioned, it's been very distressing to see what's been going on. And I think for the families, uh, and I know people who've lost people, uh, and some very young, some, so, you know, everybody thought, well, if you're over 70, you know, but no, you could be in your forties and your thirties. So parents have lost children. It goes on and on. So, so we created this music platform, uh, specifically for people, for families or loved ones who've lost, uh, members, uh, to this disease. Uh, um, it's called, we have loved dot com and it's a place that you know if you're you know death does a lot of very difficult things and it takes a lot of time to get over and you'll have moments during the day where it's really really hard so i thought let's sort of create a a like music memorial healing platform for people that if they're having a rough moment they can go and listen to some you know i don't want to use the word soothing but music that is reflective um, and, and, and might be able to heal them. And they could also leave their loved one's name. We're starting like a, a, an online memorial. So uh, the site is almost done. It's actually called wehaveloved.com. And um, so that's been my, my other passion project right now. Okay, so again, that's wehaveloved.com, and that's uh, something that uh, Ira is, is working on and is continuing to um, impact the people that we've uh, we've tragically lost to this uh, horrific pandemic. So again, uh, Ira, before we let you go, uh, give our audience out there uh, your social media platforms and your website. Wow, yeah, I, it's, it's, I'm like I tell people, I'm 63. I don't really have a lot of social media stuff. Uh, I, my daughter does, so but um, you know, it's just. Uh, if I'm on Facebook and things like that. Just my name, Ira Antelis. Uh, I'm on Facebook, and um, you know, I, I don't. I'm not. I don't really have Instagram or things like that, to be honest. Okay, fair enough. Now I have to ask you a lighthearted question before we get out of here. Um, you still uh, earn. I know. Uh, uh, Gatorade uh, some uh, a, a while ago celebrated their 50th anniversary, and they wind up using the "Be Like Mike" jingle for uh, their 50th anniversary commercial. Uh, do uh, do residuals come in for that? Do you still earn a, a substantial yeah. income from "Be Like Mike" jingle? Um, well, the way the way commercials used to work, and it doesn't, it still technically works that way, but there's not a lot of them anymore. So commercial. If you sang on the commercial, if you were, let's say, one of the eight singers on the the Be Like My commercial, every time it played, you would get money. So let's just say it played, you know, uh, uh, and you got $50 every time it played. But if it played 100 times a day, start doing the numbers. Years ago in the 90s, commercials could run for six months or even a year. Now commercials run for two weeks, four weeks. So... Yes, all of the singers on Be Like Mike still get money every time it's played, but uh, it's 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 so, it's somewhat minimal now because they don't have the frequency of it being played every you know a hundred times a day or something like that. Okay, well, I learned something new today, so uh, <laughs> that's it, all right. There, we want to. Uh, so uh, you heard it from him. He's Ira Antelis. He's a musician, composer, and also an entrepreneur. Make sure you check out. 
his uh, his business ventures. Again, that's uh, 120life.com where you can pick up the drink that uh, helps you lower your blood pressure. And also, you can uh, check out the website, the project that he's working on. That's uh, wehaveloved.com. And he's also the man responsible, one of the people responsible for composing the iconic Be Like Mike jingle. Of course, um, paying homage to Michael Jordan and the Gatorade commercial. So, Ira, thank you so much for being on the program. And if ever you want to come back on, uh, feel free to let us know. Okay, well, thanks so much for reaching out. It's great to talk to you. And happy Memorial Day. And everybody stay safe and be well. Thanks so much. All right, you're welcome, and same to you as well. And now that's going to do it for another exciting edition of The Robinson Show. I'm your host, Ed Robinson. And remember, put God first in everything you do, and you can't go wrong. Until next time, stick to the script. I'm out, and of course, remember, as always, stay inside, stay safe, and stay home. We're out. Sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's how I dream to be. I dream I move. Y'all already know who it is. It's your boy Loso, man. And y'all listen to the number one sports podcast out, MTMV Sports. Y'all see it.